Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. The Adam Project. New movie out now on Netflix, directed by the same guy that brought us Free Guy, which came out very recently on HBO Max, Sean Levy. Uh, being that director, starring again Ryan Reynolds, somebody that I have a troubled opinion of. I want to like Ryan Reynolds. I like Ryan Reynolds in a lot of things. Deadpool is a great franchise that he, you know, I think he came to life in that franchise. But it just feels like there's too many movies that are just where Ryan Reynolds is just doing the Ryan Reynolds shtick. And it's kind of tiring. Specifically, Red Notice was uh, a very disappointing film, despite the fact that it was immensely popular. Uh, but doesn't necessarily mean it's good. Popularity doesn't necessarily mean quality. But I want to like Ryan Reynolds. So going into this movie, I wanted to like this movie. Obviously, I want to like every movie that I put on. I don't want to waste my time watching a bad movie. Uh, this one being a time travel action movie with a lot of Ryan Reynolds comedy sprinkled in. Uh, but in this one, it's a bit different. Because that Ryan Reynolds humor that's sprinkled in, that snarky, quick uh, humor, is kind of spread out through all of the characters. Like, Ryan Reynolds is toned down a bit in this movie and then all the other characters seem to be doing a version of ryan reynolds which on paper might make me go insane but in reality made me love this film right it just kind of set the tone for the film to have that kind of quick snarky attitude funny uh, kind of irreverent, a lot of like pop culture references type of a things. And it makes sense that the kid in this movie uh, has a Ryan Reynolds type of delivery because he is playing the younger Ryan Reynolds. So all of that said, I did enjoy this movie. Is this movie perfect? By no means is this movie perfect. Does this movie have? Yes, this movie has problems. I'm just glad that Ryan Reynolds isn't at the center of the problems. Uh, and for the most part, I can overlook the problems because it was a lot of fun. This movie is a lot of fun. The chemistry that Ryan Reynolds has with the kid is great. Uh, also, um, Mark Ruffalo playing their dad is great as well. I am obviously going to be talking in detail about this movie, so spoilers uh, have already slightly been given away. The fact that it's time travel, the fact that the kid is the younger uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, the fact that Mark Ruffalo is the dad, and you got Jennifer Garner as the mom. You got Zoe Zaldana as Adam, who is Ryan Reynolds, and the kid. His name is Adam. Zoe Zaldana is the girlfriend slash wife, I mean, of uh, the older Adam. Uh, and I like it. I like time travel movies. It This movie has... Uh, this movie takes on time travel in a way that's similar to how Scream takes on horror films. Not quite to the extent of the meta commentary on time travel films, but all of the time travel tropes are not only in this movie, but referenced by the characters in this movie. So... I can appreciate that, that self-aware time travel movie. 
I appreciate all of that. The fight scenes are a ton of fun, a lot of fun. Uh, the time travel rules that are set up, the, the fact that the characters understand the rules, they play around and have a lot of fun with the rules, which I appreciate as well. It adds to the humor, adds to the story. Uh, I'm sure if this was picked through with a fine-tooth comb, there would be giant holes the size of the Grand Canyon. Not that the Grand Canyon's necessarily a hole. But I'm not... I obviously wasn't doing that. I was trying to just allow the movie to just wash over me and just experience the movie because it's easy to pick out and nitpick all of the things that are coming from this action sci-fi comedy time travel movie but i enjoyed it as like a piece of entertainment that i was like had a lot of fun doing amazing i think the characters in this film elevate the story like if you had a group of, like, if you had a different director, if you had different actors, and whoever punched up the script, like, if you didn't have those people, the overall story of this could easily be one of the worst kinds of movies. Because, this, I mean, it, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Obviously, the whole situation, the plot holes the things that like characters should have done in the first place that didn't do until the very end obviously would have changed the movie quite a bit and like the the performances and everything make me overlook all of that stuff so i appreciate all of that stuff right the kid like the best ryan reynolds impersonation you can have like one of the funniest kids that like great chemistry with ryan reynolds they bounce off each other and the fact that ryan reynolds is toned down and he's almost playing off of a version of himself i appreciate it and even mark ruffalo who plays the dad has like the the kind of high energy of ryan reynolds but delivered through the filter of mark ruffalo which i appreciated there is a flying Superman punch that that uh, Mark Ruffalo throws and lands on Ryan Reynolds that was hilarious. That made me literally laugh out loud when it happened because it is by far the most awkward Superman punch you will ever see. And for those that don't know what that is, it's basically a, a jumping punch. But when you're a, playing a scientist as Mark Ruffalo is, maybe not the best form it, it it really looked about as awkward as you can look throwing a superman punch while still you know connecting and it comes in a scene where they're arguing with each other and he had already received a punch it was hilarious i loved it and that is in so many ways encapsulates this movie where it's like funny dialogue funny like good performances to deliver the dialogue and then also the action plays a good part of it, whether it's that little comedic action that happened between the two of them or these big action set pieces that happen. There's also like this idea in the movie. This movie tackles some interesting ideas when it comes to time travel. One of them being this kind of idea of like this echo of love kind of thing because obviously Ryan Reynolds, his wife, there's a thing as in all as in almost all time travel movies the guy goes back in time to change something in order for his life to live his wife to live so 
there's a ver there's like a version of almost every time travel movie trope in this movie, which is fun, especially if you're a fan of time travel movies. But there's this idea that like despite the fact that they have to like change something, right? They have to they have to basically the premise of this to fix everything is to destroy the technology that makes time travel possible. That's like the mission of this movie. And in completing that mission, it will mean that Ryan Reynolds and his wife, or I should say Adam, Big Adam, as he's credited in the, at least IMDb, um, Big Adam only met his wife, Laura, played by Zoe Saldana, because of time travel. They, like, both met in, like, a time travel conference thing or whatever. And there's this idea that even if they eliminate time travel if they change the future there will still be this echo of them that will pull them together which gave me strong eternal sunshine of the spotless mind vibes another amazing movie that kind of deals with that same thing where it's like you can't erase the like genetic desire to be with somebody not that there's a genetic desire but like the deep desire within a person to love and be with somebody, it can't be erased. Like in Eternal Sunshine, they erase your memories of the person. In this one, it erases the existence of that timeline of the future. Uh, so I appreciated that little kind of tidbit in the movie. The Many Faces is an ongoing abstract ink portrait series that I started many years ago. I release a new face every day, but go to inspireddisorder.com to check them out. So many available. But as a listener to The Ray Taylor Show, you can save 10% when you use coupon code INSPIRED when you check out. So go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF, that stands for The Many Faces. Go check them out, browse the entire collection, and when you decide on a piece, or maybe multiple pieces, make sure you use coupon code INSPIRED when you check out, and you'll save 10% as a big thank you for checking out my work, for collecting my work, and for listening to The Ray Taylor Show. And with that said, let's get back to the show. There's this idea, like so many, like there's this huge trope, not only in sci-fi movies, but just in general, the idea of like, if you could go back in time and tell your younger self, give your younger self advice, what would it be? And it's always like, what would the older, more experienced version of yourself come back and tell the younger version of yourself? But in this movie, flips that whole idea on its head in a great way in a great scene where Ryan Reynolds has this thing about his dad. He has these like selective memories of his dad where he, he's like, he doesn't like his dad because his dad spent so much time working and not spending time with him as is a trope in most, most movies where there's a scientist involved. That scientist is more dedicated to their work than they are their family. But the kid reminds big Adam Young little Adam reminds big Adam 
that like his dad made time for him every day when he despite being exhausted when he got home from work to play catch with him the old play catch with him which is you know the only way dads can bond with their kids is to play catch with them in the yard apparently and if you were to take all of pop culture throughout existence the only way dads bond with their kids is to play catch like baseball is the only like linking factor from father to son but this mark ruffalo wrong long day of work he'd come home he'd play catch with his son and it's just something that ryan reynolds didn't think about and there's this this talk because the kid is like basically you know precocious as fuck is telling ryan reynolds about how amazing his dad is and also how ryan reynolds would rather hate his dad than be sad that he lost him because spoilers also the dad dies at one point not not in this movie but in the timeline of their lives like by the time young the by the time old adam goes back in time to young adam the dad has already been dead but then they go back even farther in time to where he's still alive but because of his death adam grew up hating his dad as opposed to missing his dad because it's it's a it's an easier emotion to cope with uh than sadness and grief and loss so i appreciate that the fact that it flips that thing that like you could go back like we all could go back in time to our younger self to the self that we were when life was not as overwhelmingly heavy and like just all-encompassing and horrible as it is today we could all go back and talk to our younger selves and probably gain a new perspective on life and how to enjoy life which is something that kids understand and adults have very little it's so hard as adult like the the longer you live the more what made you as a child gets chipped away and lost and going back will allow you to, at least in this movie, allows him to rediscover the, the type of person he was as a kid and understand that he changed for the worst. So I love that aspect of it as well, that you know, going back in time and actually having your younger self teach the older self uh, something new, I appreciated quite a bit. bit. Um, and also... Not since Requiem for a Dream has there been a refrigerator with as much character uh, as there is in this movie. I think Requiem for a Dream, the refrigerator and that, a little bit, a little bit more. This one as well. Like there's this running gag of the refrigerator doesn't close properly, and it's it's something that kind of it's just like a small little thing. But like all in all refrigerators they don't get any shine in movies and in in this one it is it is 100% one of the characters the refrigerator is more of a character in this movie than the drone that they use in a fight scene i would say like there's just more character to that that uh refrigerator than in in most movies most movies just do not go through the process of giving appliances characteristics and this one does and uh, reminded me of uh, Requiem for It's the only other movie I could think of that had like featured a refrigerator that was kind of an important aspect to uh, at least part of the story. 
Not that it plays a big part, but it's it's a fun little aspect of this one. Uh, there's also a great callback. There's a scene where where Big Adam is with Young Adam, and Young Adam is obviously a big mouth, great at talking shit, uh, you know, fast, snarky, all that stuff. Leads him into problems when you're a kid, especially when you're an undersized kid. Uh, you know, he gets in a lot of fights that he ends up getting blamed for, even though he's the punching bag. But it's not, you know, he, in a lot of ways, is he is in a fight where he's using words and the other kids are using fists. So it's it's not an even fight. It's not a fair fight. It's it's the rules have not been established and uh, they're 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 both in two different fights. A word fight versus a, a fist fight are two different things. And uh, there's a scene where Big Adam is talking to Little Adam about how to be confident and how to go into this fight to scare this bully kid and and take him out. And there's a hilarious callback to that scene later on, where Ryan Reynolds' character is surrounded by bad guys, and the kid is on like a little earpiece. And he's giving R Big Ryan Reynolds that exact same pep talk, fight pep talk. And it's great. I mean, when it happens the first time in the movie, it's a lot of fun, right? Of course, when you're older, you're going to go back if you were bullied like me, like so many kids. You go back, especially if you, you know, I was big and using my mouth. I would make fun of people. That was how I defended myself and I did it so good that usually when people wanted to fight me for talking shit about them there were a lot of people around who enjoyed my humor more so they would usually it's kind of weird like throughout my life all of the all of the people that wanted to fight me were like held back just as they were about to attack because uh, you know my humor was able to outwin however ego hurt but hurt they were so a great fight fight pep talk callback in this as well. Um, and there's even like, there's a scene where at the end of this film where there's a bullet that's fired and you think it's going to kill a character that you don't want to die, right? You're, you kind of feel like, oh, it's probably going to happen, right? Like maybe because the time travel movie, maybe they went back and they corrected history and uh, a death that's supposed to naturally happen in their their previous timeline uh, that ends up, you know, getting corrected. And this bullet that's being fired is going to recorrect that that change. Uh, but because of a big magnetism that's going on, a giant electromagnet, uh, the bullet changes direction and it's great. So all those are all of the things I loved about this movie. Fun action scenes, fun quippy dialogue, banter. That's all great. The characters are great. The 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 trio of Ryan Reynolds, the kid who's played by Walker Scoble, uh and Mark Ruffalo are all great. Jennifer Garner plays a great mom. She's not in this that much, but there's a, a really heartfelt scene towards the end uh, with her and young Adam that I appreciated. 
Uh, Zoe Zeltana is a badass as always. Uh, again, not in this as much, but her her moments in this are great. All that stuff I loved. Join Inspired Disorder Plus today. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus to join. Membership includes members-only discounts and deals. You get access to the Ray Taylor Show completely ad-free, as well as bonus episodes. You get access to the complete live painting archive. You also get access to every single podcast ever produced by Inspired Disorder, hosted by Ray Taylor. You get access to Ray Taylor's personal blog, as well as the opportunity to ask me any questions. So if you want to start a podcast, you're into art, ask me anything. And so many more things are being added every day to Inspire Disorder Plus. So sign up today, become a member, head on over to inspiredisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspire Disorder Plus member today. Now let me talk about a few things that I did not love. First of which is the sound. I have never had to jockey the sound I got went in through all my settings on my soundbar. I went through all the settings on my my streaming device to like try and fix this issue. Like I thought maybe it's because it's in nighttime mode. But the issue I had was every time they played music in this in kind of a Guardians of the Galaxy kind of a way, I wanted to turn it up because a lot of the times it's during action scenes. So I'm turning up the volume. Right to just to kind of make it bump and and to like viscerally feel the action in the audio. But then when it would go to dialogue, the dialogue would be way ramped up. So then I'd have to turn it down for the dialogue. In most other movies, that situation is the complete opposite. Generally, when you have nighttime mode turned off and you're listening on a good sound system and you're watching a professionally sound mixed movie, the action scenes and musical moments are super loud and you have to turn them down a little bit. That's why you have the nighttime mode. That mode was off on all my devices. And then the dialogue, you generally have to turn up because it's hard to hear. For whatever reason, this movie, complete opposite. Like, the action movies were, like, mixed at a lower volume than the dialogue. And it was frustrating. How, like, I've never spent an entire movie trying to fix the audio issues as I did. And it just, I mean, by the end, of it, I just got used to turning it up and turning it down. And you could even hear it. Like, in the transition within a scene where it goes from, like, action music playing back to dialogue you can hear the sound like you could hear it dip and you can you could like the mix is bad and i don't know if i'm the only one that's experienced this i've never experienced it with all of the movies i've been watching on my current i didn't change any sound systems i made i literally did all the settings that would make the situation i'm experiencing turn into the opposite like, I wanted the overly loud action scenes and the quiet dialogue. I would have far preferred that than to having to turn down the volume when people are talking and have to 
crank up the audio when it's action. That I didn't like. Thought it was frustrating as hell. There is the bad guy, the leader bad guy of this, the antagonist, I should say. Uh, who is this? Um, oh, of course. The, the, oh, there she is. Kath, Catherine Keener plays the antagonist in this movie, right? And there is the old or current day Catherine Keener, and then there is the young Catherine Keener, right? Not as young as the Adam situation where you can just cast somebody. This character needed to have the same look and same voice as the old Catherine, as the current day Catherine Keener. So what did they do? They did the thing that a lot of movies are doing. They did like a face swap thing. They did like an age down thing. But here's the problem. Catherine Keener's voice has changed over the years. Which happens to old people, with happens to humans in general. The longer you live, the more your voice will change and get lower, get raspier. And Catherine Keener's voice has been the exact same as every other human's. But coming out of this computer-altered, younger version of herself sounded completely off. Not to mention the fact that the face looked like oh i mean it's it it looked bad it looked so bad like as long as she wasn't talking it was passable but anytime she opened her mouth the 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 movements of the face clearly bad not bad i mean i guess it's as good as you can get for that type of technology for doing like a face swap thing but the voice, the voice was like, there, there seemed like no attention was given to try and alter the voice at all. So you have this older woman, I don't know how old Catherine Keener is, right? Maybe she's in her 50s or whatever. And then the character is supposed to be like in her 30s. Did not fit whatsoever. The face looked ridiculous. Bad, bad, bad. There's a scene at the end where the two atoms, right, mission completed, two atoms, they're like, we're going to play catch with our dad. So cheesy. First off, the perfect, like, like the perfect house settled perfectly nestled into the woods. Like, it looked like a completely unreal place that they live playing catch it is the most like the most fake this i mean there's a lot of fake stuff i mean even katherine keener's face fake it just cheese so much cheese it looked like it, it I, I, like a bad not bad just like a typical like 90s family whatever where they're just playing it just i don't know it was way too cheesy so didn't like that. I mean, it made sense because earlier, you know, young Adam was talking to old Adam about how dad used to play catch with us. And it makes sense that they would want to spend their last moments with their dad because they know he's dead in the future, possibly. So they're they're having this moment where they're playing catch with him. Cheesy, whatever. 
not a big gripe, but still. Uh, and last but not least, the 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 climax of this film, where they like the mission to like destroy the future, was as simple as removing a hard drive. I mean, there was things ensue after the hard drive gets removed that are exciting. You know, there's an action set piece where the the music ramps up. And then the audio comes down, so then I had to literally, once that song, which it wasn't necessarily the greatest song to have an end battle to, uh, but I again, I had to ramp up the volume until like the, the fighting was kind of paused for a moment, and then there was more talking, and I had to bump the volume back down. Because the dialogue has, has to be louder. And I would even, like, I would put the volume down to, like, okay, what's, like, a decent, like, still kind of a decent level, like, still kind of high for the dialogue, but just not like they're yelling at me, right? But then every time an action scene with music would come on, it would just, it would feel like it would be lowered, like, two, three notches. Every time. Like, it was just, like... I, like it it the audio took me out of the action scenes until i raised it up and even raising it up it just felt like i don't know it just the the audio mix was just not good so those were my few gripes obviously the katherine keener face swap thing probably the by far the worst aspect of this the voice not being changed and the face just not looking and and the person they had to like act the body double of Catherine Keener as the young Catherine Keener had like an extremely long neck which did not match the the neck of older Catherine Keener like it did not the body didn't even look right like the, it, it was so painful to watch out of this movie that was a lot of fun and a lot of things that you would think would have annoyed me like Ryan Reynolds performance but none of that did. It was the the thing that, you know, people are still trying to do. I would have rather seen them just cast an actress that looks like a young Katherine Keener. Just do that. Just do that. I would be fine with that. Somebody that can kind of talk. I mean, even still, you would need to have the voice because she has a specific voice, but she sounds old, man. She sounds you it's like noticeably an older voice coming out of a younger person and it was uh painful. That was the most painful part of this movie. But everything else I had a lot of fun and uh made me excited to see what uh this director has next if he's working with uh with um Sean Levy working with Ryan Reynolds again. I think he is I think he is going to be doing the upcoming, uh, yeah, Deadpool 3 is announced. He's announced as director, which I appreciate. He didn't do the first two, so we'll see. We'll see. I don't think the necessarily the movie, this movie, is at the level of a, a Deadpool necessarily, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, so check it out. And... Under two hours, only an hour and forty-five minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I like this movie. 
I am very happy that I like this movie. I highly recommend you check it out. It's on Netflix. It's called The Adam Project. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at inspireddisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.